this is the title. This is what the Lord dropped in my spirit. Um, I was working on something very interesting last night in the middle of the night. But this morning when I woke up, the Lord says, no, you're not speaking about that. I said, okay, whatever you want to say. And this is what the Lord laid in my spirit. Faith. Works that could be shut up. I know it's hard to understand it, but do you know we have a scripture for everything? I mean, it'll be, it'll be sad if I stand up here and just speak to you concerning about a bit, uh, opinions or, or concepts or, or commentaries. I like to speak the Bible. You know, and it's, it's good to speak the Bible because when you know the Bible or you know a little bit about scripture, what happens is you're always going to have the naysayers. And when they have no opposition against the truth, they'll take it all. And the messenger. But I'd rather them judge me incorrectly. I'd rather be persecuted for righteousness sake than for doing wrong. So if I'm going to get judged, let me get judged for the truth. If you're going to delete me from your life, let it be because of the truth. Amen. Let's work on some scriptures that I think that are powerful. I want to use a couple of scriptures that I think are very, very powerful. First Corinthians, on the screen, please. Let's go to First Corinthians. I'm going to take my time with you guys today. The reason I'm doing it is because I'm a little fast, and I just came from preaching Friday in Spanish. So you know what? You know what I mean? I I, um, I speak very fast, and I have my uh, my judge before me, my wife, my lovely wife, which she tells me. She keeps me like. No, but it helps me. It helps me. Men in the house, how many of you give thanks for your wives? Amen. You must give thanks for your wife. I said something on Friday to the Spanish congregation, very important. I said, you know, according to the Bible, God knew beforehand that men will tend to treat women in a harsh way many times, maybe the way they speak to them and so forth. But, and we know that according to Scripture, the woman was created because of the man. Por causa del hombre. That's what it says in Spanish. And then, but you read 1 Corinthians 11 and Paul speaks and he knows how men treat women based on the, con the, the, the context of that book. 1 Corinthians, what was going on in, in Corinthians and so forth. And he says something to the man, very important. He says, hey, um, amen. Don't forget that you also came from the woman because we tend to forget oh you were birthed you have to submit to me wait but you forgot that um i also birthed you it was only one man only in history birthed the woman after that we're birthed by a woman god reminds men in the new testament don't get it wrong and then Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, hey, listen, if you don't want your prayer, be careful how you treat her. Sometimes the way we treat women is so harsh, and we don't realize they take us to reign in life because they're the crown. Proverbs 12, 4, right? The virtuous woman is the crown of the husband. And crown doesn't just mean a crown. It means a hedge of protection. Maybe by mistreating her, you can break the hedge and the serpent might, might, just might bite you. 
Okay, let's break this down. Let me get away from that subject. I love speaking about marriage. That's, that was my forte for many years, for like seven years. I studied marriage so in depth. It's, it's hard to contradict me when I speak about marriage. Uh, trust me. Let's read 1 Corinthians 13, 4, all the way through verse, I said verse 8. You guys can follow me on the screen. It says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. Very important. It is not proud, verse 5. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. Follow me on this next Paul said this, and when I read this this morning, I said, this is what you want to talk about, Lord? It says, it keeps no record of wrongs. Verse 6, love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Ephesians 3.19. One more verse and then we'll start breaking this down. Love doesn't keep record of wrong. This is important. Love doesn't keep record of wrongs. Ephesians 3.19 says, in Paul's prayer for the church of Ephesus, he says, And to know the love of Christ which passes under knowledge. In other words, it goes beyond knowledge, the things you know, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Father, we thank you, we love you, we magnify you, and we thank you for speaking into our hearts through your words in Jesus' precious name. Now, I use these two verses because I think they're so important. I love Ephesians 3.19 in Spanish. It says, que el amor excede el conocimiento. Let it exceed what you know. You know, there's two types of knowledge in the Bible. You have the knowledge that edifies and you have the knowledge and it edifies because according to first corinthians chapter 8 verse 1 it says that we all have knowledge but knowledge boasts so there's a knowledge that causes you to both but there's a knowledge that sets you free john 8 32 says you shall know the truth and it will make you free now this knowledge doesn't make you free that means there's a type of knowledge that causes you to boast and say hey, man i know more than you and sometimes we've got to be careful with the things we do that cause or try to reveal to people um so they think that you know i do know i fast more than you i give more than you i congregate more than you all these are all these things are important but there's this knowledge will cause you to boast and boast is dangerous because because of pride Satan fell. So it's dangerous. Sometimes we're obtaining certain knowledge or level of knowledge in our lives through even scripture that can cause us to boast. And this is in the Bible. We all have knowledge, but there's a certain knowledge that causes you to boast. Now there's a knowledge that will set you free and there's a knowledge that will cause you to fall. Because those that both end up falling. If you don't humble yourself, God will humble you. So eventually, you don't want that type of knowledge in your life. Unfortunately, many of us, and I say many, including myself, we've been through that type of knowledge where we've been affected. And I, I remember when I was younger, you couldn't ask me a question. I couldn't respond. Now you ask me a question. I tell you, give me some time. Let me think about it. Let me pray. Because when you're young, you think you know it all because you're growing. But once you get to a certain age where you start, God's heart starts being revealed to you, you start humbling yourself. You say, wow, Lord, thank you. It's all about you. It's not about me. It's all about you. And this is important. 
And there's two types of knowledge in the scripture. Now, there's a knowledge that's very important. And there's a knowledge that's really not important. Because like I said, 1 Corinthians 8, verse 1, I don't have it here, but it's an important verse. It says that knowledge will cause you to boast. El conocimiento envanece, pero el amor, but love edifies. Wow, love edifies? Whoa. So it connects knowledge with love. In other words, there's a love, there, there's a knowledge that will cause you to boast, and there's also a knowledge that edifies. And I know it doesn't say knowledge here, it says love. Love edifies. But do you know that in order for love to edify, love has to increase through knowledge? Did you know this? Okay, let me get it on the screen, just for your sake. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. This is a prayer that Paul made for the church at Philippi. He said these words. Uh, can you take me there? Ephesians, uh, what I said? Philippians 1, 9. This is, this is one of our prayers in the Bible. Paul has four prayers he made for the churches in, in the Bible. And I recommend you guys do uh, recite them. I do it daily. Philippians chapter, uh, I'm sorry, Philippians chapter 1, 9 through 11. This is my daily prayer. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16, all the way to verse 23. And Ephesians chapter 3, 14 through 21. And Colossians 1, 9 through 11. I quote this daily. This is like my food in the morning. It's very important. I think it's going to help you because they're inspired by the Holy Spirit. And it's going to help you grow. Now, check, this is so... Um, I wish I, I, I can scream when I read this verse. It says, in this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and in all discernment. Think about it. If there's a knowledge that costs you to both, but love edifies, then love must increase through knowledge. So there's another type of knowledge that causes love to increase, to abound more and more. Are you guys with me? I don't want to lose you guys. I just want to make sure that I express myself correctly when it comes to this because having the knowledge and not expressing it correctly is not going to do anything to you. So here Paul is saying, listen, there's a type of knowledge that's important because it causes love to abound more and more. But love edifies. So you have a knowledge that will cause you to fall because it causes you to boast. And there's a knowledge that edifies because love edifies and it's birthed it through more and more knowledge. Two types of knowledge, very important for us to know this. Now, we look at love, which is a verse that I started with, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and it says that it holds no record of wrong. So love is very important. And I know according to the Bible, Romans chapter 5, 5 says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit that was given to us, right? So we all have love. Love is in our hearts. But love, although it's important, there's something more important that's birthed by love. Galatians 5, 6 says this. Faith worketh by love. Say something. Faith worketh by love. But it's not, it's going to work just because I have love shed abroad in my heart. It's because it's going to abound more and more and more in knowledge. The more knowledge I receive, reveal knowledge from God, the more my love is going to increase. And the more the love increased, the more faith worketh. Now, there's something that can shut up faith, enclose faith in the Greek. It would enclose it. In other words, your faith not going to work. And our life depends on faith, right or wrong. Hebrew 11 verse 1 says what faith is. What is it? Faith is a substance of things so forth. 
the evidence of things not, not seen. Without faith, according to Hebrews eleven six, you can't please God. Faith are spiritualized. How we know this? Hebrews eleven one again. Faith is a substance of things so for the evidence of things not seen. In other words, you have evidence because you're seeing something that man cannot see, only you. So faith becomes spiritualized. How we know this? Because the Bible says clearly. In 2 Corinthians 4, 18, it says, looking unto the things that are not seen. That's talking about faith. You see or look into something that no one has seen. So I start seeing into another realm, another dimension, something that God has in store for me. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? This is important. Now, faith also are feet. And you say, what do you mean feet, Pastor? Yeah, they're feet. The Bible says we walk by faith. So I also walk by faith. They're not just eyes. It's not just substance. They're also feet. With faith, we please God. Hebrew eleven six, 6, right? Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So we, faith is important. It's key. It's, it's, it should be our lifestyle. Our words should be words of, of faith. The Bible says our words are our profession, profession of faith. It doesn't say confession. It says profession. If you're a plumber, that's your profession. You live off of that. Well, we live by what we speak. So what are we speaking? Are we speaking faith? Or are we speaking something else that seems to be faith, but it's really not? And this is important. I'm speaking about faith, and I'm speaking about love, because these two key instruments... I'm not going to say instrument. I'm going to say person because God is love, but also the Bible says that law is a faith. In other words, faith is a law, Romans 3, 27. And we know that Jesus is all faith because he revealed the Father through faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of who? Of Christ. So we know that everything that came out of the mouth of Jesus produces faith. Right or wrong? Now, this is important. And why am I speaking about this? I'm just riding around this for a little bit, working it, because I want to get to a point that I think is key based on 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that says that love keeps no record of wrongs. In other words, the reason why many times we can't see the work of God on the earth is because we hold record of what was wrongly done to us. And this is important, and I'm going to show you, show you in Scripture, of course. Um, and let me see how I work this patch, because I want to get there, but I don't want to get there so fast. So love and faith. Faith works by love. Okay. So I need love, yes. But I have the love of God in my, shed abroad in my heart. Romans 5, 5. Okay, but it's not just the love that was shed abroad in your heart. Remember, Romans 12, 3 says he's given all of us the measure of faith, but that measure has to grow. Faith has to develop in our lives. It's going to develop through two ways only according to Scripture. How? Faith doesn't develop by fasting, by coming to church. Faith develops only by the Word and praying in the Spirit. Only two ways. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of Christ, Romans 10, 17, and Jude 20. Building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. There's only two ways. There's no other way in the Bible. You show me another way. Thank you. I will appreciate it, but show me, please. Don't tell me. Show me. I need to see it because I haven't seen it in the Bible yet. And I studied faith for many years. My spiritual father is Kenneth Hagin. So I know faith a little bit. 
So faith works by love. But according to 1 Corinthians, it says that love does not hold record of wrong. This is important. So love needs to increase in my life, in my life through knowledge. That way I let go what I'm holding on to. You know how many people walk in bondage because of the lack of love in our lives? I'm going to say that again. Do you know how many people walk in bondage because of the lack of love in our lives? I'm not saying lack because we don't have love. I say lack because we don't portray love because there's no knowledge that your love might abound more and more. If your love doesn't abound more and more, it cannot be seen. We need knowledge, but what knowledge are we going to receive in order to increase love in our lives? I said there's two types of knowledge. There's the knowledge that comes from the law. That knowledge that comes from the law, according to the Bible, in Galatians 3.23, know what it says? It shuts up faith. The term shuts up in Greek means to enclose, to imprison. So it's wrapping up your faith and you're not walking. You think you're walking by faith, but you're not. But the law tells you if you do this, you'll receive this. But grace tells you, I died so you can receive it. The law came through Moses. I mean, it was given by Moses, but grace came through Jesus. Think about it. God reconciled the world back to himself, not taking an account of sin of man. But Romans 3.20 says that the law gives you knowledge of sin. Ephesians chapter 4, he says, stop wrath. Stop it. No more anger, no more wrath. But it says in Romans chapter 4 verse 15 that the law produces wrath. Oh, you're not hearing me. I'm just doing a simple comparison about the law and grace. Grace empowers you to live like God wants you to live. The law causes you to boast because you do more than me. That's sad. I go to church more than you. I tithe. I give offerings more than you. I pray more than you. I fast more than you. All that is important. Very important. Very important. But be careful that doesn't cause you to boast. Because the law said you must do to receive grace as I did so you can have. Freely. And this is important and I think it's key. Now I want to show you something very, very important that I think is going to help us all here. I want to read a verse on the screen, please, if you don't mind. Mark chapter 11, verse 23 through 26. I want you to see something that I think is key for us to understand this. And I just made a simple comparison. We can go deeper into that, but we drop that because this is really what the Lord wants me to minister on. Mark eleven twenty three says, truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea. And does not doubt in their hearts, but believe that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Watch this, verse 24. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you will have it. And you'll receive it. It will be done for you. That's basically what it's saying. Now look at verse 25, which in reality we read 22 through 25, 24, and we stop. 
22 tells you, have the faith of God. That's what it's telling you, 22. So it's talking about faith and asking God for in faith, not doubting in your heart. You jump to verse 25, and it says in the context, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, what happened? If you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Next verse, 26. I want you to see this. This is very important. I know this is the part we don't want to hear. This is the part, I mean, 26, 26. Were we in 26? 26, please. This is 27. Back to 26. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. We know we've been forgiven. We know this. But the lack of forgiveness in our lives will shut up faith. I want you to hear this because this is important. And you might say, well, Pastor, what this has to do with the beginning of the message and everything you spoke about. Well, it has everything to do with it because according to these scriptures, it's talking about faith. And it says you need faith to ask. But then it tells you, but you must remember when you pray to ask, if you hold something against your brother. You know, the law is important. Why I spoke about the law at the beginning? Because the law will cause you to judge somebody for what they did. Based on the law, you can judge somebody and say, well, he's wrong. Why? Because the Bible says this. Yeah, I know the Bible says that, but the Bible says that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not taking an account of the sin of men. And giving us the ministry of reconciliation. Do you have it? Do you have that ministry? We have it. But do you consider the ministry what in reality do for us and through us? Not taking account the sins of men. We take an account of sin of man because the law causes you to judge man. Based on the law, we can judge, man, right or wrong. Because, hey, I fast more than you. You can read Luke 18, what Jesus said to the man that was in prayer, the Pharisee. Oh, I tithe, I pray. And he says, hey, man, this man came humbly before me. He left justify. You stay with all your sins, with all your works. So faith works by love. I want to show you a simple story in the Bible. Simple story that connects love with faith. And this story is John chapter 11. John chapter 11 is the story of Lazarus. And we know this story. If you can take me there quick. We're, going to, we're not going to read many verses. I'm going to try to jump some verses just to... I'll read, um, I'm going to go to verse 20. I'll, I'll just read and tell you the verse and you guys can follow me on the screen. Just so you can see um, what the Lord is really trying to get across to us today. What love really is. Because love holds no record of wrong. And it tells you in verse 1, when you read 1 Corinthians 13, it's talking about faith. He goes, you, you might have faith to move mountains. But if you have no love, wait, but love is in my heart. Yeah, but it's not abounding more and more because you have no knowledge of love. You need to know more about love. You need true knowledge that can increase the love in your life so you can now walk by faith. You can see by faith. You can act by faith. We're acting. We're talking faith, but we're not walking in it. We talk too much faith. But there's no love. How are you, brother? Bless you. Everything's good. 
I thought you ate a lemon today this morning. Something happened. Do you understand what I'm saying? Love is an expression. You express love to people. You don't try to humble people. I've seen people humble, you know, just, and you even, you tell them, forgive me. And they still bash you and you're like, my God, where's the love of God? There's no knowledge. When there's no knowledge, there's no love abounding more. So you're not walking in faith, although you have faith. You can have a measure. You can have the gift, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, 9. You can have the fruit, Galatians chapter 5, verse 23. But if you have no knowledge, there's no love increased, and there's no, you're not abounding in love, faith is not working. We need faith in life. Our life depends on faith. The righteous liveth by faith. There's a knowledge in the Bible that will activate your faith. There's a knowledge in the Bible that activates his faith. I'm going to say that again. There's a knowledge in the Bible that activates your faith. There's a, there's a knowledge that comes from Scripture that activates his faith. Hebrew 11.39 says that although they walked in faith and gave a good testimony by faith, they didn't receive the promise. You jump to chapter 12 immediately. Verse 1. And it says... Cleanse yourself from what? I need that scripture on the, I have to, put that scripture on the screen, please. Hebrew chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Just quickly, I want you to see something. Hebrew 11 is talking about the heroes of faith, right? Okay, the heroes of faith lived before the cross. After the cross, you don't have no more heroes but one. And in him, everyone's a hero. Without him, there were heroes but not in him. So they had their own faith. They live based on the knowledge of the law that increased their faith, their faith, not his faith. Habakkuk 2, 4, or 14, I think it's 4. It says that the righteous shall live by his faith. Key verse, his faith. Key word, his faith. You read that same verse three times in the New Testament, and it says the righteous shall live by faith. What happened to his? Mm -mm. His is not there no more because the cross took place. So when the cross took place, what it did, it fulfilled Hebrew 12.1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight that comes from the law and sin, Romans 3.20, which so easily ensnares us, and let us run the race, run with endurance the race that's set before us. Verse 12, uh, 2, I'm sorry. Looking unto who? Why him? Because you're looking too much to these guys in chapter 11. You need to look unto me because they didn't obtain the promise through their faith. But I'm giving you my faith, Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20 tells you that with Christ we're crucified. And it's not I that liveth anymore, but it's Christ that liveth in me. And what I live in the flesh, I live in the faith of the Son of God. Now I have his faith. So be careful the knowledge you're obtaining that can introduce or it can boast of your faith or you want a knowledge that increases his faith i need his faith watch this i'm gonna follow me here john eleven twenty. 20 it says when martha heard these words and this is the key i'm just gonna quote the scriptures because of time jesus finds out they come to jesus and say, hey jesus lazarus is sick jesus stays two more days that's four days when he shows up he shows up to see Lazarus. Lazarus was already dead. You guys know the story. You can read it in John chapter 11. And suddenly, um, Martha comes running and tells Jesus, tells Jesus, if you would have been here, Lord, my brother wouldn't have died. Jesus says, Martha, Martha, haven't I told you if you believe, even if your brother was dead, he shall live? You want to see glory? You got to believe. 
suddenly the story goes on and then Jesus, she goes and tells Mary, Jesus is there. But the Bible says that Jesus hadn't entered into the place where the dead man was. In other words, to the tomb. He stayed on the outskirts. And right there, Mary comes running. Jesus, if my brother, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Watch this. This is important. Now remember, Jesus is the love of God portrayed. But love needs to work, or faith needs to work by love. And how we know there's faith. Because according to the Bible, Martha couldn't take Jesus into the place of the dead. But when Mary came, Mary, then Jesus says, take me to the place where Lazarus was buried. Why Mary? Because according to Luke chapter 10, verse 39 and on, it says that Jesus went to see Mary and Martha at Bethany, and Martha chose to be at his feet listening to his word. And Mary, I'm sorry. While Martha was so busy at home that she lost sight of what God wanted to build in her because he knew that Lazarus would die. So now Mary is surrendered to his feet, and Jesus starts imparting into Mary while Martha's upset. So Martha couldn't take Jesus to the place of the dead, but he says, go get Mary. When Mary comes, Mary takes him to the place of the dead. Now Mary's full of faith because she was at Jesus' feet. And Jesus is all love. So faith is going to work by love. So now faith takes Jesus to the place of the dead. Now Jesus, something very important. Jesus says, remove the stone. Now the law, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7, was engraved in stone. Remove the stone. And suddenly... Martha said, Lord, but he stank. Hey, shut your mouth. Martha, you don't want to grow. You don't want to grow. Martha, get out of the way. You're the obstacle. You're the stone that's stopping the man, the glory within man to rise up. You think he stinks. He don't stink. There's glory within the dead. I put it there. When they moved the stone, now Jesus said these words. And with this, I'm wrapping it up. Verse 44. I'm just jumping the gun here because of time. Verse 44, the dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with stripes of linen and clothed around his face. Jesus said to them, this is Jesus now speaking to us, his disciples. Take off the grave clothes and let him go. You know what the word let go or let him means in Greek? Forgive. Faith works by love. If love doesn't increase, faith is not going to work. And if it doesn't work, we're going to retain record of wrong. This man, Jesus said, listen, he's bound, but somebody needs to let him go. He commands us, his disciples, if you don't increase through knowledge, your love then faith is not going to work. And if it doesn't work, you're not going to forgive. You're going to keep a record of wrong. Let him go. Some of us don't have what we want because we don't let him go. But we pray, I have faith. Yeah, but you hold record of wrong against your brother. You must let it go. It shuts off faith. The law shut up faith and closes faith. The law is not a faith, Galatians 3.12. We need to increase in faith through grace. Let go the law. Moses was the giver of the law. He only saw the promised land. People, he didn't enter. Moses promised 70, 80 years. Psalms 90, 10. 
But he left 120 to Romans 34, 7. You want to believe Moses or you want to believe Jesus? I want to believe Jesus. The law doesn't promise to get me into the promised land. But Jesus got me into the promised land. I'm in the promised land. Stand on your feet, please. Is there anybody in the house today that never confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior? Anyone? If you're a first-time visitor, please raise your hands or I want you to walk up here if you don't mind. I want to bless you. I want to pray for you. And I want to believe the Lord for you. If you're a first-time visitor, if you don't want to walk up, keep your hands up so the ushers can see your hands, please. Anybody in the house that's visiting for the first time, Amen. Anybody else? And if you never confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, I want you to walk up here. I want to pray with you. This is not a profound message. This is something just very simple. Just getting us to understand something very important. Faith. Put that title back on the screen, please. We need faith. We have love. But we need to increase the knowledge in our lives so love might abound more and more. The more I know about God, about Jesus, not about the prophets, not about the law, the more about know about, uh, know about him, the more my faith is going to work. I need my faith to work. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith worketh faith are my feet faith our eyes that's what god expects from us every one of us we have so much knowledge of wrong that we hold record of wrong we need knowledge of good so we'll delete from our lives the record of wrong god wants to take us somewhere